swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. Welcome to Movie Trial. The podcast where we investigate the truthfulness of movies included in the IMDb's top 250 movies of all time. My name is Johannes. And I'm Raji. Today, we're discussing another film on this expansive list. The conclusion of Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy, Batman The Dark Knight Rises. Batman The Dark Knight Rises was directed by Christopher Nolan and was released on July 20th, 2012, starring Christian Bale, Tom Hardy, and Anne Hathaway. But before we climb out of the pits of hell, take the stands and answer the questions, what makes you happy? What makes me happy? Um, it's a very good question. I have seen a movie I really liked recently, and uh, that movie is Saltburn. I would argue it's one of the best movies of last year, in a way, for me at least. Um, kind of interesting, challenging movie about people that are very unlikable. <laughs> um, what about yourself? What makes um, you I, I haven't seen any new movies in the movie theater of late. I think that uh, there's some interesting films like, uh, what do you call it? Wonka mm-hmm. and, uh, and the likes. Some movies that I thought were going to be great, like uh, Bottoms. Um, not so great. Um, very low, low budget. Um, and the subject matter was not as interesting to me. So it's been a little bit dry so far. I'm hoping that 2024 gets better in terms of movies. Otherwise, my AMC uh, subscription service is going to get canceled because who wants to spend yeah. more money than they need to? Yeah, but, Sh- yeah. shots fired. That's so, so you yeah. see Nicole Kidman uh, occasionally. Yeah, I think I, I try to come in right before the movie starts. I think she's made her point in yeah. my life. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, that reminds me. Ice White Shot. I saw it in Ice White Shot mm. relatively recently as well. And um, I don't think she's that good at it. <laughs> oh, man. I think. It's always interesting to go back to some of these movies and rewatch them and try to see them from a new lens. You know, yeah. I was watching American History X yesterday. And oh, okay. That movie is so relevant to now. Yep. Compared to when it came out, basically, it's a cookbook on what's going on in our society right now. I've also been playing Grand Theft Auto Five, and. It's it's so interesting that a movie that came out 13 years ago is so relevant to 2023 um, as it was. They were talking about the crazy stuff that we're seeing right now, um, lies on the internet, um, fake news, the, uh, what do you call it, inequality in wealth. It's all subject matter that existed in that game. So it's it's always interesting to look back at some of these things. Yeah, for sure. For sure, um, American History X, I think still, yeah, like you said, still holds holds up, right? Mm. Like it's it's relevant than than ever in a way. Uh, great film, uh, kind of wild. Like, yeah, film like that, I, I but. quite agree with that. But it, you know, the tragic the tragedy is interesting. I do think that the movie wraps up. I think we've already reviewed it as part of this podcast, too, if you go back to our earlier episodes. But um, the tragedy does wrap it up quite nicely, a little too nicely. But, you know, 
life is a lot more complicated than than what we see in the movies. But at least we get to see the the whole shebang. Um, okay, so Batman and the Dark Knight Rises. We have talked about the other two, I believe. Yes. Or have have we talked about the first one? We talked about the second one. I'm not sure we talked about the first one. We definitely talked about the second one. I, I have to think that we've talked about the first one because it would be a tragedy if we haven't talked about the first one. Oh, we actually haven't talked. Uh, the Batman Begins is on place 129 currently. Jeez. Interesting. This is so weird. Anyway, we'll save yeah. the conversation for... For that, yeah. Followed yeah. up by Some Like It Hot, which is also a movie I just saw. <laughs> mm. so, yeah, there's a lot in between that. Uh, the the list of IMDb things that films like The Hunt is better than this. Return of the Jedi is better than the, the third, uh, the first Batman. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm three idiots yeah there's a there's a bunch of movies on the system like i have no idea what this is but there's a bunch of them that i've not seen and they look interesting so looking forward to continuing this journey with you Mm. so yeah this is the third part we've seen the first one the first one ranked pretty high uh this one with heath ledger as joker and um this one is with uh tom hardy as bane but um before I tell more, let's do a synopsis. Then we'll come back. Batman The Dark Knight Rises is a 2012 superhero film directed by Christopher Nolan. The epic conclusion to Nolan's Batman trilogy, the movie finds Bruce Wayne retired as Batman, but he is forced to return when a new adversary, Bane, emerges with plans to destroy Gotham City. As Bruce faces physical and mental challenges, including encounters with the mysterious Selina Kyle, the film delves into themes of redemption, sacrifice, and the enduring symbol of Batman. Against the backdrop of political upheaval and Bane's quest for chaos, The Dark Knight Rises delivers intense action sequences, intricate storytelling, and a fitting conclusion to one of the most celebrated superhero trilogies in cinematic history. So yeah. That's the brief overlook of this. And let's figure out where we stand in terms of arguments. Let's flip a coin. I'm going to go with my tails this year. You know, we're starting different. Tails. I'm going to argue against this film. All right. All right, all right. Well, the floor is yours. The witness will address this court as judge or your honor. Well, well, well. As Bane would put it, <laughs> everything about this movie is is bad. I I it's it's always interesting to to go back and rewatch some of these films. Like I think we were having a conversation earlier about you know going back to see films that are more relevant today than they were when they first came out. It's also interesting to go back and watch a film that is less relevant. Uh, today than it was uh, when it came out. And I remember watching this movie and I felt it was forgettable. But watching it again and, you know, halfway through Bane's monologue and I just bust into laughter because it was just so ridiculous that, you know, in the middle of this movie, we hear a guy who's talking through a paper 
paper paper uh, duck lip. You know, it's 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 really bad. And then the really the thing that really killed this movie for me was the dialogue. The dialogue in this film was horrible, <laughs> horrible. I think that you know, there's overacting uh, from Gary Oldman. I think one movie that came to uh, one scene that came to my mind was after Bane started reading out the notes that he kept in his jacket. How Bane got that jacket and got the notes that he was supposed to speak on on uh, the Remembrance Day for Harvey Dent was was very interesting. I don't even understand how it all happened, but basically, Bane is reading out the notes to the public, saying that you know this is your chief, um, and he has been lying to you for a while. The whole authority has been lying to you for a while, so you can't trust the authority any longer. And uh, the next thing, you know, we see Gary Oldman talking to uh, Robin, because that's what we find out what his name was, you know, his, his God-given name. Um, it turned to God, uh, Robin, and he turned around and gave him this speech where it was almost like he was in a Shakespearean movie. What, see myself in a position like this? And I was just going, what the hell? This is overacting to the core. Um, and this movie was just inconsistent throughout. Every single frame of this film was bad. The movie is incoherent. Batman, the cop-out at the end where they didn't kill Batman. I mean, if they had killed Batman, it would have made it a better film, honestly, because he he said his give, he wants to... Okay, one conversation he had with Catman, Catwoman was, you know, you've, not, you've given the city everything you have. And he said, no, I haven't given them everything. Um... And then we see him sitting in the chair, a nuclear bomb that had a six-mile radius, right? And uh, the last thing we see is in the movie is him sitting in Italy enjoying uh, wine while Alfred is just gallivanting, enjoying his retirement. It's it's ridiculous. So this Batman, who is he's spent 15 years of his life or 20 years of his life just fighting crime, all of a sudden decides he wants to take a break. And he's sitting in Italy in the open. Bruce Wayne, one of the world's richest men, a tragic story where he loses all his power to capitalism and he's just sitting having drinks. Oh, man, I don't, I don't know how much I hate this film. I hate this film. They're Batman films, right? And I think there's one with Mr. Freeze. I used to think that that was the worst Batman film. But honestly, this is worse than that. This is the worst Batman film that has ever been released. And we've got to thank Christopher Nolan for this. And I've had my problems with Christopher Nolan, but this was just a phoning. All right. I I started off strong. Um, (laughs) I'm going to give you the floor. Uh... Yeah. Okay. That is uh, strong. So basically you say it's like an overacting and inconsistent mess. Um, Interesting take. Uh, I think as a character study, what we're seeing here is um, a superhero that always kind of jokingly 
um, has been treated as, oh, you don't have any superpowers, you're just rich, and that that, that kind of argument has been has been brought forward uh, in in the Flash, even I believe, um, where there was kind of as a joke, but it's kind of the truth, right? We have Batman who whose sole superpower is he's rich. Uh, the the fascinating thing about this movie is that um, we see him come to his absolute limits and being broken, uh, and we see that that just him having a lot of money is not helping, uh, as opposed to uh, you know the, the previous films where that was always the solution to everything, and quite literally we see him. In, in kind of the the main fight in the middle of the film, uh, the the first big fight against Bane, we see him try everything that has worked for him in the past. Um, you know, he tried his gadgets, he tried kind of scare tactics from from the dark, um, tried punching, like all the things, right? Um, but nothing worked. Nothing worked. Um, and he even gets his back broken, which is this this iconic scene for Batman. And what we're getting is uh, quite literally a story of kind of a phoenix rising from the ashes, and a a different Batman, and one that gets a uh, a final battle, and then just says, "Okay, I'm done. You know, uh, I don't need this anymore." So. Um, I think there's a very compelling story that is being told here. Uh, I think visually this film uh, also continues a very kind of sleek and elegant uh, Gotham with, um, you know, you, you can kind of see the different levels, but everything is, it, it, it's just beautifully shot and it looks pretty real and believable because a lot of it was real. Um, I think... The the villain of Bane is also interesting, um, visually very striking, like great physicality of uh, Tom Hardy, like just the that fight that I mentioned before, the the, the physicalness of it is fantastic. The uh, kind of threat level of him is uh, palpable because, like I said, like. Batman has been displayed for for multiple movies now as somebody who has always had a way to fight the, the baddies, but he could not do it against Bane. So the the threat there is is pretty palpable. Uh, you can you can tell he's a um a, a pretty strong adversary. So I, I think as the as the culmination of this trilogy, um. It works pretty perfectly because it's like Batman is not necessarily a likable character, I think, because his main character trait is being rich. Um, but with this film, it concludes with him understanding, okay, that that's not everything. And I, I'll try to do the good thing and then just move out and just leave. And um, like my work is done here. And to think that works brilliantly. And uh, that's why this is a great film. So I think we should we should understand that one of the things I mean you, you've you've pointed this out a few times in this conversation where we're talking about the fact that Batman's superpower is just being rich. Mm-hmm. So you know, 
Christopher Nolan tries to solve this problem by making him poor. Um, and the result of that is a very boring character. Bruce Wayne is so uninteresting um, as a character. Um, and, you know, the fact that cops can just stroll into the house and just walk up to his desk and say, hey, I've known you're Batman since I was a kid. Uh, yeah, put on your suit and fight. Uh, and that brings him out of retirement is uh, very dumb. Um, he w- he had no principles that he was standing by. He put on... Um, everybody could read read through him. One of the weirdest scenes that I, that I felt was so uninteresting was the scene where uh, uh, they were fighting and Catwoman was watching Bane beat Batman down. Um, and she heard Bane use the Wayne name several times. But then when he comes back, she's acting like he doesn't. She doesn't know who he is, and she's still she's still trying to def- separate Batman from Bruce Wayne. It's like, did you get that from your friend? Um, it's it's I don't know. It's confusing. And one other scene that you know really took took me for a spin was when Bruce Wayne met uh, Talia Al Ghul in the room. Uh, and uh, he knew where she was. He knew she was trapped with Bane. And then he comes out and he meets Gordon uh, outside. And he's like, where's Talia? And I was like, wait, wasn't she just with you upstairs? You guys are both captured. Why are you asking about where she is? One of the weird, weird sequences where I don't think that this movie was actually correctly, um, the pacing of this film wasn't correct. Another scene was uh, when the police officers came out from underground five months and they start walking in a medieval straight line towards a gunfire where people had cannons. They couldn't spread out because, whoa, what are the, what is the concept of streets? Or what is the concept of, of making it difficult for them to catch you? And they run straight forward into a, a bunch of guys holding submachine guns while they were holding pistols. And and the guys are shooting cannons at them. It was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. Right? This is the... It even gets weirder. They show uh, Talia Ogu come out of the house and jump into a... um uh, a, uh, What do you call it? The Batmobile, Right? And right before she she jumps into the Batmobile, they show the chief of police. He was holding a pistol, shooting at her. She goes into the car. They cut back to him. He was holding a submachine gun. This was within seconds. And then the car drives past him, and they show him on the ground, dead. And guess what? There was no gun. And I was like, what the hell am I watching? I think that Christopher Nolan phoned this film in. 87% of Rotten Tomatoes is a lie. 90% of <laughs> scores is a lie. This movie is bad. Bad, bad, bad. The dialogue is horrible. Quips were bad. And the idea that, you know, and even the ending of the film was convoluted. You know, trying to, I know what they were trying to do, but it's if it's bad, it's bad, right? Yeah, this movie was 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 just the worst, and 
they try to create a a, a they reduce the amount of time Batman was on the screen, but then every time they bring it up, bring him out, they're questions. They're always questions. Okay, Batman is a symbol. Cool, we get that point. But you want to save the police officers, but you spent the night putting oil on the bridge so that somebody could light it up and show the bat symbol. I feel like there's more. You could have spent more time doing other things than that, than lighting the bridge with oil and then telling Gordon to to light it up. And then it just shows that, hey, Batman is back. Oh, God. All right. I'll let you talk. <laughs> um, I feel like that's very nitpicky. Yes, I think, um, you know, kind of inconsistencies uh, that you pointed out, like the gun gun thing, if if, if that's true, which I, I haven't recognized that. So, you know, I, I'll take your word for it. But, um, you know, that stuff happens, but it doesn't doesn't make it like movie necessarily terrible if the rest of it is compelling. And I think uh, the rest of it is compelling because it's um, and this trilogy as a whole has humanized and, and kind of um, grounded Gotham and and Batman and the villains in this universe um, so fundamentally. I think uh, you know other depictions of the of the DC universe have always been kind of very comic and comically in a way, right? Like there's always this this quirkiness around them. And I think the Nolan trilogy and this film kind of concludes that um, gets gets away with that. There's not a lot of humor in this. Like this is serious, grounded, based on a more real realism kind of mindset. And with that, I think uh, this film is very successful in not only giving us a, a a good story about Batman and kind of his uh, his character growth through the three movie cycle but also um for gotham and i think gotham this is the best gotham has looked and this is the best um the villains have looked i think the the interesting thing about this film is that uh, like you said batman is not in this for quite a while right like we spent a lot of time with him uh, recovering and and uh, trying to climb out of um, that hole, and 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 coming back, and in the meantime, uh, all the antagonists are running the show. Uh, even even there's a callback to the first where um, Scarecrow is um, in court. He's 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 a judge. Um, I think the the only misfortune of this is that Heath Ledger wasn't around to to be in this um because i think that would have would have concluded this a little better right uh because now we have this this gigantic villain that made the second film what it is and um there's a little hole there that um is not filled unfortunately but like as a whole i think um this is a pretty pretty good movie. I think there there's reason why the second one is higher up on the list, but I think a lot of people uh, are able to to kind of resonate with with the Batman 
and Bruce Wayne in this. Um, and they're able to to kind of understand why this works. We have uh, the, the Anne Hathaway character, Catwoman. Um, you pointed out that she is kind of inconsistent with kind of understanding if it's Bruce Wayne or not. I think she's shown as a super grifter person, right? So she's she's always looking for an exploit and always trying to, to, to gain from something. And I sense that that's her MO kind of by default. And that's also why she's not immediately using that. But she's she's trying to figure out a way to to con further, right? Like she's she's conned him as as Bruce Wayne. And I think she she she's always calculating in a way to kind of figure out how can she utilize the knowledge that she has now in her advantage. Uh, and she's able to do that later, technically, because she's she's taking the bike and wants to just take off and, and leave. Um, her conscience goes in the way, but okay. So let's talk about Catwoman as a character. The first time we meet her, she's disguised as a, a maid who is doing drinks. She goes in to steal the necklace from Bruce Wayne and his fingerprint, right? Um, the next time we see her, we see, here, uh, we see her with Bruce Wayne who is dancing with her, telling her that he's going to get the necklace back um, and on all of that. But then he starts to implant this idea in his head, like, uh, head, like oh, uh, you're better than that. You're better than that. There's no, there's no justification for that statement, right? There was no justification whatsoever for the statement. This is a uh, career criminal. Yeah, but I think, she, I think he approaches it as like fundamentally everybody has a good you know like you, you you as a human can be better than just stealing well he didn't say that to bane he didn't say that to bane at all he didn't say that to um the, he didn't say that to the joker he didn't say that in the last episode he didn't say that to um what's his name the scarecrow he didn't say that to any of those characters he only said it to the woman that I, I I wish there were scenes where he was telling Joker, "Oh man, I thought you're better than that. You're better than that." Zero chemistry between the two of them, by the way. <laughs> I have no idea why she kissed him. Uh, I, the timeline is also very weird, right? He was the, they were gone for he was gone for five months. Comes back eighteen hours before the bomb goes off, right? He's been doing push-ups in prison jumping rope trying to do get out of the place he gets out and he gets to gotham 18 hours and somehow this woman who has lived through hell on earth gone through all the trauma right she's better than better than what he thinks she is so she must for so for some reason save everybody they never gave a justification for why she took that bike she took the bike just to look sexy on the bike. She goes in and she blows up a hole. After she blows up the hole, we never saw the effect of that that hole. Nothing came out of it. Nothing moved on. Nothing developed from her blowing up the hole. Just she blew up the hole. Next thing you know, she's blowing up Bane. And she kisses him on the lip. And, get, and I'm guessing because he said she's better than that. Because there's no, there's no other reason. There's no, uh, no chemistry. This movie 
single-handedly made me want to watch the new Batman film because that movie got it all right. The sexual chemistry between Catwoman and Batman, this feeling of investigation, the coherence in story, that was a Batman film. And you know what? I've even been looking down on the second Batman, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight, because as much as we love Heath Ledger's performance, watching the original Batman movie that came out in 1985, Jack Nicholson's Joker is nothing to sniff at, too. So, I mean, he doesn't get his props, but yeah, he was quite good. So I, I'm, I, I'm, I think I've gotten, I, maybe I have gotten a bit of a reputation of being a Christopher Nolan hater on this <laughs> podcast. You don't say. Um, I, I. I don't like what he does. I didn't like Oppenheimer. I did like some of his films. Don't get me wrong. I've liked some of his films, but he always thinks he's smarter than everyone. Anyway, I will. Yeah. I will. Um, okay. Should we, should we go to the sidebar? Yeah, let's go. Overruled. Sidebar. Guilty. Speculation. Hearsay. Bailiff. Briefcase. Disregard. In my chamber. Stop Beaver on the witness. Arrest. We could totally be lawyers. The problem I have with this film <laughs> is that it's basically a rehash of the second film. Mm. And not uh, so good rehash. Of the and a not film. good rehash of the second film. <laughs> uh, because a lot of the story points are basically the same. It starts with a heist. Mm. We have another um, kind of bank heist in the middle of this that is very similar to the opening heist in, in the second. Mm -hmm. um, the The finale is pretty similar too. Um, where in the second film we have people on a boat. Here we have a whole um island shut off but it's basically a similar kind of hostage situation kind of thing mm -hmm. um there's bombs involved <laughs> right so so it's like that there's a lot in this that is similar to the second but not better and yeah. not even equal that's and that's kind of the problem bane while his physicality is fantastic i think you cannot understand a word he says, yeah. and it's it's terrible. It's really really bad. Um, I, I I was laughing at some points because it was just so bad. Yeah, um, and and uh, I think the 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 big twist of it was her all along is is also not really paying off. Um, because we don't fully get the gravity of it. Like it's 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 just like okay, okay. Um, so it it wasn't it, earned. No, it wasn't. It wasn't at all. Um, and it just takes a long time. Like this is a long movie, and I know I keep saying like these movies are way too long, but this one feels too long, which is a problem. <laughs> you know, like if you can keep me engaged for two and a half hours in in a film, that's that's great. You know, like I don't mind going through a long movie, but if halfway through you're like, okay, where's this going? What are we doing? Why are we not, you know, picking up speed here? Uh, I think that's a problem, and. Yeah, it's not as it's not as strong as the second, um, and arguably it's not even as strong as the first. I agree. I agree. I have no idea why it's ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes and eighty-seven percent on. I don't know. Maybe watching it in a movie theater, you get bamboozled by the spectacle, 
Because one of the good things you can say about the film is that technically it feels good. Like, you know, the plane feels like it's flying through the city, for example. That's a technical prowess. The camera work is pretty good. The way they filmed the plane scene, that's pretty good. Um, but it's like you look underneath underneath all the things that they attain. The, the, the reasons why they, those set pieces exist don't make any sense. The running scene um, doesn't make any sense. I mean, the one who was running with the football and the whole place was exploding. Yeah. Um, and it just kept running. Okay, fine. Yeah. the A lot of the visuals are cool, but it's... Yeah, like I said, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense yeah. that you have this gigantic underground sewer system with open spaces and everything. And like, that's weird. That happens to be right next to Wayne Enterprise's secret secret lab that mm. happens to be in the knowledge. Well, I guess because she's on the board or something now. So she has plans. I don't know. It Like, a lot of that make, doesn't, doesn't make any sense that they're able to get the, the um, machinery and the weapons um, yeah. to blowing up. There, there's a lot of witness there. Also, visually, Gotham changes so much from the first, second, and third. Uh, yep. Because it's it's like in the first two movies, it's pretty clearly Chicago. I think in this film, it looks very clearly like Manhattan. Mm. And yeah, it's kind of a challenge too. I think like there's, they, there's they also weird... said that the police was trapped under underground for five months, and they were able to get them food with a helicopter. And I was just thinking, how are they getting the food to you? Why don't you use that route out? How deep did you have to go? Because it didn't it didn't feel that deep. Basically, what we saw was them blowing up the walls, separating the offices into components of, of the underground, right? If somebody was able to get them food, that means somebody was able to get out it w doesn't make any sense that they were able to get them food and nobody was able to leave. How... <sighs> yeah. It's okay. I it's 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 also okay, so you you cut off a uh, basically Manhattan, you cut off Manhattan from from access and you take away all the cops and people are are okay with that and just kind of love the the chaos. I find that hard to believe. I it's, so well, no, you know, it's it's like um, I find it hard to believe that the majority of people will be like, oh, okay, so we're not gonna gonna fight against this, like because yes, there were a bunch of people um, that controlled this, but at the end of the day. I don't think Bane had like a, a gigantic army to rein people in, right? And and just being just say like being able to say like run free my little birds and do whatever the hell you want. Uh I don't think uh creates this whole um just chaos in people. I think people in general want peace and want you know are are okay fighting for what's what's good. Mm. And not just kind of revel in looting and, and chaos. <laughs> so that's also a little weird. But it's like the weird, the weird notion that Gordon would send the whole police force 
on the ground to just catch one person while a game is going on. Uh, uh, and, you know, during that heist, they introduced new characters and killed them off within two scenes. Like the CIA guys who came in for the heist to try to get some people out and they got shot. We only saw them in three scenes. One, two, three. No point for those characters. No point in their introduction. And I felt like that time could have been better utilized growing some of the characters we already met. You know, the scene where uh, Fox is told like, hey, I'm never, um, I'm not going to help you override the bomb. And she says, oh, if they don't do it, then they're just going to hurt this man. And then within seconds, he's like, all right, I guess I'm going to do it. And I'm like, <laughs> you know the importance of this, right? Why on earth would you, on your own principle, create a time bomb that's going to blow up the whole city? You know how many people's lives you're putting in danger? And within seconds, his whole principles just falls off. This, the writing is so bad. Like, I, it's the writing got so bad, it was distracting. And I think once that distracts you from the film, then you start to see all the flaws. You know? Yeah. So I mean, it's, don't blame me. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't necessarily think it's bad. I think it's lazy and boring. You know? Yeah. Um, because like I said, there's no real reason to blow up Gotham. Like if, because it's like Gotham is this weird microcosm, right? But there's a whole world around it. And it's like, so, so Gotham is like the, the, the absolute armpit of, of the world. And that needs to Mm. be cleansed. That doesn't like, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I think they're trying to link it very specifically to the first Batman film where, you know, I've forgotten what the reason why he wanted to blow, but I think he had a connection with Bruce Wayne's parents um, and he wanted to blow up the city uh, because he felt like it's been, uh, it's betrayed the purpose of existing. Um, But this one cast the first film as the guy wanted to blow up Gotham because Gotham didn't deserve to exist. Um, And that was the goal for the man in its entirety. And I think that it just missed the plot. Um, I didn't buy it. If you really wanted to to blow up Gotham, you didn't have to wake up, wait five months with a series of trucks parading left and right. All you just had to do was disarm the bomb and just leave. Nobody knows what's going on. The stuff will just blow up. What? What's the? If you had disarmed the bomb underground where it was, and just left the city where nobody knows that the stuff is disarmed, and after five months it just blows up, that would have been a good destruction. But they created this elaborate plan where they disarmed the bomb, put the put the nuclear head inside it, put it in a truck have um, that truck parade around the city Uh, (laughs) 24-7. Oh, my God. It's like the more you think about it, the dumber it gets. 
I mean, um, and, 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 and again, it's like you know, Gotham is like this own little microcosm, and it, it almost feels like it's 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 its own city, country, state kind of thing, right? Because it's like because if you if you think that Gotham is probably part of of a similar structure, you know, like, like the U.S., then my God, is the the federal government terrible at anything? Yep. Like if they're not able to 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 figure out that there's these. Uh, these terrorist plot points or these terrorist plots rather um like attacking the specific city all the time what are you doing <laughs> right yeah it's um, it, I'm, i saw the government response is horrible the, with all the military might they couldn't come into the city and just get a bunch of folks like satellite energy satellite powers they could see everything that was going on they just said oh well i guess we'll just leave you and and they did it, they couldn't even ascertain whether the whether the bomb was gonna blow despite the timeline or not. They just let the terrorists dictate everything they needed to. They this is to direct the narrative and everything. And it was just disgusting to watch. Yeah. And when those guys when um you know, I didn't even talk about Robin throughout this interview, I thought he was the one of the weakest characters in this film. Um, but when he came out with all the school kids and those guys were like, oh, you can't come here. You can't come here. If you come here, take one step. We'll shoot the ground. When you take two steps, we'll blow up the bridge. And I was like, okay, these are kids, right? Just let them through. Uh, yeah, it's, it's all good. Yeah. I, I have no I I mean the only thing that I can say is like good things, the technical filming is good, the use of I mean you mentioned the fact that Gotham never looked better. I agree with you. It the the, the, the technical prowess of the film is good. I liked Catwoman in her interaction with everybody except Bruce Wayne. There's some good lines. Never steal something from somebody you can't outrun. Great line. She did a good job when she wasn't with Bruce Wayne, but uh, anytime she was with Bruce Wayne, it was just a shit show. So oh, yeah, yeah. I, I have another point that just uh, came to my mind, where it's like plot contrivances. Um, mm. A big thing that I that I noticed that I just remembered, um, the fact that Gordon, who's the commissioner of the city, happens to show up at a raid of the sewers just in time to go in it's like why would he go in right like it's 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 not like mark zuckerberg goes in and fixes a, a critical bug yep no. like why is commissioner gordon going into the sewers to kind of figure out something when it's obviously pretty dangerous because there's people with guns uh pointed at him and and the the reason why is because we need to get him to see the underground layer to get out and then be taken out of this movie for the majority of time being hospital. But he needs to be able to tell Batman where this thing is. That's mm. the only reason why. Because he's the only connection to Batman. Nobody else knows who that who Batman is and has a connection to him and can bring the plot forward. And it's bad. <laughs> It's yeah. it's so lazy. It's because it it just doesn't make sense like structurally, uh, like like 
job-wise, structurally, it doesn't make sense. Um, but he just happens to show up. Same with, with the Robin character. He shows up at, at the very convenient, like, major issues, too. Always, just, always showing up. And they kept going, who is this? Who is yeah. this fire firecracker? And I was like, what has he done that makes him so, you know, explosive? I don't... He seemed very logical in this film. But everybody was always going like, oh, my God, who is this? Who is this? guy who's going to burn everything down coming into my room to tell me what to do. And I was like, yeah, it just feels like he's doing his job. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Enough of this film. We've done it. Um, another film. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go where, where, where this led me. But uh, another film that we will do is uh, American Beauty. Yes, American Beauty. Every pedophile's nightmare. <laughs> or, dr- or dream, should I say. Uh, anyway, it, I'm, I'm so surprised that Sam Mendes directed this. You know, it's, it's very interesting. But, you know, Kevin Spacey was preparing for his future watching this film. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we should have found some, some uh, other casting then for that. <laughs> but um yeah we'll talk about that on the next episode until then though where can people find us you can find us on instagram oh sorry should i say x um and on facebook on at movie mistrial they can also find us on instagram at, at movie mistrial or they can send us an email to contact at movie cool until then take it easy <laughs> <laughs>